Hey friends, it's Jana and Ashley. Welcome back to Season 4 of the Geek Girls Universe podcast, your home for the latest entertainment and fandom news. Hey everyone, it's Ashley. Welcome back to the Geek Girls Universe. Today we are reviewing the new anime, Blue Eye Samurai, coming to Netflix November 3rd. We're also joined by a special guest. He's a critic, podcaster, and of course a geek, Najir Chambers. Before we get started, if you're new here or haven't already, we'd love it if you'd subscribe and leave us a rating wherever you're listening from. It helps our podcast reach other geeks, and the more the geekier, right? We also have a Facebook group and a subreddit, Geek Girls Universe. You don't need to be a girl to join, only a geek. Najir, thanks for hanging out with us today. I know you're a big anime nerd like me, so I thought you would be a great guest to have for this one. So please introduce yourself. Tell our listeners where they can find you online. And we like to ask this of all of our guests. You have to share what your favorite fandom is. Well, first off, ladies, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, And you are right of your suspicion. Of course, I had to check this one out. So I'm very excited to talk about it. Um, But yes, my name is Niger. I am um, the owner of Big O' Belt Media, which is BigO'Belt.com and Big O' Belt across all social media platforms um, where, yes, you can talk about entertainment, fandoms, movie, television, all that geeky and nerd stuff will all be there. We're all under the same universe here. So, yes, Jenna, Ashley, thank you so much for having me. You didn't share your fandom, though. What's your favorite Uh, fandom? True, true. (laughs) Spotlight. It's a hard question, What's my favorite fandom? Oh man, that's hard. Maybe Dragon Ball. Yeah, I'm very confident with that one. Dragon Dragon Ball. All <laughs> things Dragon Ball. Okay, that's fair. I've seen your collection. Well, I've seen pictures of your collection. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. All right. Let's get into the show. But first, a little warning. Although we are a family-friendly podcast, Blue Eye Samurai is not family-friendly. <laughs> Heck no. (laughs) (laughs) So this episode is not for little ears or younger fans, but it will be spoiler free. So no worries there. In Japan during the Edo period, outsiders are forbidden in the country. Anyone with mixed blood is seen as impure or something not human. Mixed race, blue eyed Mizu has been treated poorly her whole life, but that has only made her stronger. After spending years training to become the greatest samurai in all of Japan, Mizu sets out in disguise to seek revenge on the white man responsible for killing her mother. It won't be easy, though, as Fowler is as ruthless as he is cunning. Her journey is made more complicated when a differently abled chef named Ringo decides he wants to become her apprentice. Then there is the complicated relationship with both Taigen and Akimi, Despite these added distractions, Mizu's steely blue gaze remains fixed on Fowler, determined to take him down with all the fury of hell. Let's start with you, Najir. What did you think of the show overall? Man, <laughs> kind of mind-blowing. Um, I guess I just, first of all, the, the animation is just, uh, it's just mesmerizing. Um, and then you uh, throw in some gore. Um, throwing some really action-packed sequences and this is just being removed from the plot like visually this is a uh, top tier anime uh, animation production 
Um, so I was just blown away, but like, you know, really going into uh, the history of Edo Japan and, 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 and sort of a story that's very unique. Um, I was just, I was just really hooked from beginning to end all eight episodes. I, I couldn't get up from it. Um, but this is definitely uh, a huge check in the plus box for Netflix for this one. This is, I think this is must watch. I agree. Jana and I were actually talking about the animation before you hopped on with us. Yeah. The animation for me is I think what sealed the deal. Like I do watch anime, but I don't watch a ton of anime. And I know that like the creators aren't necessarily billing this as an anime, but just an animated series, you know, they're, but the, the use of like the 2D, 3D blend is just, it is, it's stunning and mesmerizing is a perfect word for it, Najir. It's, it's just beautiful. Like you could watch, you could watch it with the sound off, no subtitles, I have no idea what you're looking at and you could still walk away and just be like, wow, that was gorgeous. Like it's just, it's so beautifully done. It's vivid. It's just captivating to watch, you know, and it's a very different style, I think, than most anything you've seen. And the, yeah, so the team that created it, I just, it's, oh, it's gorgeous. It's just so, it's pretty while also being so dark and gory. <laughs> I was about to say, I, I think I wrote that in my review. It was like, it was insane to watch the, just the way they used color and the lighting mm-hmm. of the scenes. It's like, here's this beautiful, picturesque, delicate, you know, cherry blossom tree. And here's this harsh crimson red like <laughs> splashing across the screen and you're just like wow yeah yeah it's intense I, I, but so pretty yeah I, I agree like the the use of the like the color contrast is um kind of gives you intrusive thoughts because like you don't want to i mean like and granted whether you love horror or not um or, or just any good martial arts like I don't think it's per se normal to love gore, but you are so encouraged to want to see more of the blood splatter because when you see like the red on the white or the red on the blue, um, and just how the animation kind of rolls out with it, you're kind of like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take a lot more of that if you don't mind. <laughs> so I think by like the third episode, you're so normalized to it, where like the first two is maybe a little bit of a, a shock, like, wow, I didn't think this was going to be so brutal. But like by the third episode, you're kind of like, yeah, give me more. I'm, I'm, I'm really loving this right now. <laughs> right. I think as anime fans, like, what do we want? We want, we want some good characters. They've got yeah. that. We want a good story. They've got that. And we want our fight scenes to look amazing. And we have been feasting this year in terms of fight scenes from Demon Slayer to Jujutsu Kaisen, yeah. you know, Chainsaw Man, My Hero Academia. We've been getting some, and Bleach, we've been getting some great anime fight sequences. So my bar was high going into this. And I was thoroughly impressed with the animation of the fight sequences too, because that was they were wild. It was like John Wick meets Mulan <laughs> meets like, I don't know. She was taking out everybody. I mm-hmm. I was here for it. <laughs> and, and combined with a really great story. Like it's the, the fact that this is an original series. So, you know, so something new, it's not based on, you know, previous um, content or whatever. I just, it's so well done, um, you know, and I'm, I'm a big fan of Michael Green as a whole. So the fact that this came out of like the collaboration with his wife, Amber, uh, and the stuff that they do is also kind of interesting. It's a very different 
type of writing style for him, I think. Um, I mean, he is known for some comic book work, but this is definitely a, a very cool new venture. I'd love to see more of this kind of stuff from them. Yeah, and I, I, I will also add, I mean, when you talk about the, the 17th century and, uh, and Edo, Japan, I, I think to have an original story that feels like it potentially could have source material just tells you how true they are to the era. Um, the misogyny, um, the, the, the racism, all these sorts of different things are very prominent uh, within the story. So like to, to, to emotionally be um, attached to these characters and, 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 and the overall arc of the, of, of the series, it feels very genuine. And I will also say it feels very safe because I think um, even though we love anime and a lot of us are never going to grow up and still have that very kid energy within us, I think the maturity within us will say, well, how accurate is this? You know, or how how can I how invested can I be into something knowing that they're just playing way outside the box here when there should be like somewhat some level of responsibilities with these characters. And I thought they did a really good job in balancing that, like to the point that I, this may sound like a bad criticism, but. I love the animation so much, but I cannot tell you how many times in my head that I said, man, if this was live action, I wouldn't even know what to do with myself right now. I'd be losing <laughs> my mind. It's that good. But I just think it's 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 just a very wellly done series um, all around um, that I think, while it's not family friendly, it truly feel like everybody can like this. Yeah. yeah. Well, and they, they have such a nice, diverse... Um, voice cast also, right? Like they worked really hard to make sure that, you know, the Asian characters were voiced by Asian voice actors, even if they weren't the most experienced at voice acting. And with that, they brought, you know, definitely an A plus cast. Like there are some talent in there that are just, Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, A plus, like I was like, what? This cast list is crazy talented. Also, um, how about our beloved Mulan voicing a madam? Um, I felt died i was like oh. yes <laughs> shocked yes yeah. definitely I'm definitely kinda... a voice i heard uh in in carrie uh hero yuki uh tagawa mm -hmm. uh who you may know from the classic and legendary portrayal of shang song in the mortal Kombat film i mean you yes. hear that voice that gives you chills i mean he mm -hmm. his voice is on the lines of like i mean when you talk about some of the best voice actors out there i mean mark hamill name gets thrown out there a lot uh, but I, I think you absolutely have to throw carrie name in there because it's so iconic so prominent uh it, it gives you chills it, it, it's, a, it's a it's a little menacing at times even when it doesn't need to be menacing but i just think that just shows you just when he makes a statement he makes sure it's very clear to everybody Kenneth <laughs> yeah. brana is a bad guy is just i mean i'm here for it yeah, that was good. He was great as Fowler. He definitely made sure when Fowler was in the room, you just knew mm -hmm. that man was like leaking evil like everywhere. It just yep. permeated the entire scene. So yeah, that just all of them. We had George Takai was in there. Yes. Um, and Harry Shum Jr., Stephanie yeah. Sue, like, oh, so good. Brenda Song. Uh <laughs> But how about Randall Park playing a bad oh, guy? That was yes. hilarious to me. <laughs> Absolutely. 
I just kept thinking about him smiling in the booth while reading his lines. <laughs> like, sir, <laughs> I'm not taking you serious here. <laughs> I was like, Agent Wu, no, you're supposed to bring coffee and be my best friend, not doing this right? kind of stuff. What is happening? Like, I don't know if I can look at you the same, but yeah, no, it's <laughs> it was funny. Also, you mentioned Stephanie Sue. Can we just talk about the year she's having? Like, yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yes. Oh, so good. I still can't get Joyride out of my head. That movie is just <laughs> so good. Oh, God. Joyride. Yes. That was another non-family friendly title. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Let's talk a little bit about, I guess. You know, we kind of touched on the the characters and stuff. All right. Do you have a favorite character in the show? Yeah. I mean, I'm going with the lead here in Mizu because the the backstory is, and I I don't know, did we use the word dark earlier? But like, it is traumatizing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I needed, and, and as the season goes, you learn more and more and like, when you think it's bad, it gets worse. And when it gets worse, it gets to the to the word that's not English, worser, because we're just going to throw that in. <laughs> yeah. But even more worse, just so y'all know I know how to speak English. Um, <laughs> um, and, 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 and in fact... Her it's whole- fine. It's Japanese. Pick a different, pick a different word. We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair enough. And while we know her story is a path of revenge, it's it almost seems justified just because of just understanding everything that uh, this character endured. And it, and it wasn't just, um, you know, the situation with her father. I don't, yeah, I'm not going to give anything away, but not the situation with her father, the situation with her mother, uh, her love interest. So we talk about love in general. We could throw in an abandonment in there at time. I mean, it, the, the list goes on and on and on. So, like, when you see everything that, the blue-eyed samurai dishes out. Well, <laughs> to me, this was eight episodes of receipts, and I'm like, "Yeah, do your thing." Because <laughs> all, all of them owe that you owe them all of this. So, um, yes. but I, I definitely appreciate just how, for, uh, uh, especially with anime, as all of us consume um, the source material in different ways, whether you're in the mangas or whether you're just online, whatever it may be. I love the fact that they were able to quickly get us introduced to this character be invested into this character um, and then emotionally attached to this character within eight episodes to the point that now we're just like all right well we want more of this character we we, we feel with this character we feel with this story so um i just think they did a really good job writing this character um and certainly making it a a lead character um that everybody can get behind and as we all know within anime and animation that's not a given at no. all it sure is not. You ask everybody who their favorite character in um in um My Hero Academia, and I'm going to tell you that it's nine not times out of ten, no one's going to say Deku. Yes. No, <laughs> no, it's Midnight. Oh uh, no, it's Todoroki. It's Let's Todoroki be real. and Bakugo. Come on now, if you're going with the kids, exactly. it's those two. Oh. <laughs> if we're talking adults, it's a Racerhead, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> oh god but i agree like they made us care and i mean i wrote she's got everything your typical shonen protagonist has she's got the tragic backstory she's got the incredible skills and she's got the sense of i wouldn't necessarily say it's a sense of justice but it kind of is and you're right it was a it was an eight 
episode of receipts. And you're right. Every time you thought it was bad, because it's bad, right? The first episode, you're like, man, her life was bad. I, I get it. Go ahead, girl, get your revenge. But then you other stuff gets revealed and you're like, my God, is this going to end? Like she, it might be one of the worst character backstories we've gotten in anime. I'm, I'm trying to think if there's any that are actually more traumatic. Because so I feel like the other ones, the trauma happens in the beginning and then they kind of, you know, usually everybody dies, right? In anime, like they lose their whole family except for them. And then they go on and they make it better. But like this girl, man, she just, it stuff kept happening to her. I was like, dang. Jana, what about you? Who did you like? I mean, she, you know, she is my favorite as well. And for most of those same reasons, but I think like, so one of the things that really grabbed me, I guess, is the, you know, because it's 17th century, you know, Japan, like, you know, the context here too, is that like women aren't allowed to have revenge, right? Like they have a very different place in society at that point in time. And so like she, you know, sort of walks the line between almost like a non-binary trans character where she's doesn't present as a female for that reason. And so she's not only, you know, hiding behind her yellow glasses so that they don't know that she's, you know, mixed race and this whole that side of her, but she also doesn't want people to know that she's actually a female. And so she's kind of wearing all of these hats, trying to get this revenge, which I think is a just another level of that character dynamic and arc that we see throughout that grabbed me specifically. Definitely. So I really like her. I also really like Ringo. So Ringo is her apprentice i guess he's her padawan um he's so he's, he's the, the com- sam. The he's, sam. The, he's the samwise ganji he's the comedic relief he's because she's you know she's the strong silent type right yeah because she you know she's not deku she's not talking through it she's just gonna <laughs> be quiet and fight but ringo is there to be like hey hey <laughs> let's every, eat some every soup frodo needs the sam. every frodo needs the sam Thanks. That is true. That is true. Was there anything that surprised you? Now, obviously no spoilers, but just from where you both watched trailers and then you actually got into the show, was there anything that stood out where you were like, wow, I was not expecting the, I don't know, anything. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> because who read the synopsis? Ashley, you read the synopsis earlier, right? right? Yes. Yes. I need you to read a particular part of it again. Actually, don't because it's a spoiler. But I got to tell you, the misleading of the synopsis is hilarious to me. <laughs> well, There's a particular to... element in the synopsis that is just completely the opposite of what happens, <laughs> and it's that 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 blew me away because I wasn't totally, I wasn't expecting that. But yeah, it, yeah, that that's that's my surprise. Like, there's a particular a- element in the synopsis <laughs> that is. Not exactly how the, those events played out, uh, which you find out, I believe, in like episode six, I think it is, uh, which again <laughs> just adds to more trauma in the situation. I think I think I know what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, know. I know which part. I know which part you mean. <laughs> and yes, that's why it's misleading, so you don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's like a red herring. Yes. It's, yeah. Or maybe in this case, it's a white herring. White hair, yeah, a little bit. Yep. 
Yeah, I'd say that's probably it was a big surprise for me too because I was I was definitely expecting um a certain situation to play out a certain way. And when some information was revealed and it was different, I was like, hmm, all right then. And then you're like, that's not what they told us was happening. (laughs) And I actually really like that because now I'm like, well, I need I need to know more. And I need another season at least to find out all these. I have questions that need answers. And I'm just I'm going to need another season. I'm just saying. It feels like that's a setup for a second season. So hopefully that's what we're going to get. Yes. For I think this is a an anime that adults have been looking for, you know, that's more when Najir said some of us will grow up eventually. I don't plan on doing that, but I also appreciated the more mature storyline of this and the graphics. I have zero intention <laughs> of growing up anytime soon, so That was offensive that you said that, just saying Najir, like accusing us. <laughs> I think it, I mean, and, and I don't know if it's the maturity or if it's just the, the nature of the work, but I mean, like, you know, when we, when we consume our content, there's a, a level of pleasure and in, in, in entertainment enjoyment. And obviously there's a level of responsibility and awareness. So, you know, you either wearing different hats or wearing different shades in terms of how you're viewing things. So like, you know, at one point you can say like, oh, this is just fantastic up and down. But then like, you know, when you, when you wear that critic hat, you start to say like, all right, but how responsible are they with, you know, the subject matter or <laughs> the, the the character arts and so on? But I mean, says, like, again, says the guy who loves Dragon Ball, which is probably one of the worst for, <laughs> like, oh, and I love Dragon never, Ball too, but you, come on, you've never seen me review <laughs> Dragon Ball. <laughs> That's why. That's it's exactly like, why. Oh, uh, we're a Super Saiyan God. Nothing stronger. Just kidding. Give it like five episodes or something stronger. <laughs> A thousand percent. Yeah, that's why I like, yeah, you would never, things I like so much that I'm just blind to, you'll never see me review it just for that reason. But <laughs> yeah, and I, and I think, you know, when you talk about the dialogue, that could be a surprise here. You don't really, I guess you never really truly expect the extent of where the dialogue goes, which the dialogue, the script is really, really good. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. But yeah, when, when, there's, when there's certain measures of uh, racial or misogynistic demeanors and tones within it you started to say well was it really like that well yes it is you, you should go research it. it you'll definitely see that that's definitely how it was you know women uh were not valued at all um easily traded it didn't matter if you were a princess you could be put on the block it's just how it was and and it's just the nature of it so like i i, I appreciate that while you dance within a particular century you still have to be true to it. And like, let's not pretend like there's not like other content that would just become a period piece, but then somebody's walking around with an iPhone. You're just like, okay, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> like, what, what's happening here? You know what I mean? Uh, very sarcastically speaking, but like, that's what, that's what I did enjoy that. Like they definitely, I felt took a, uh, a semi-mature uh, responsible approach to things. And I think it was delivered well within the script. And also some of the other like um, events that happens within the series, besides just the samurai going around slicing everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was it was like a almost like a history lesson, but not a boring one. And yeah, I think they played well within their parameters. Yeah, I I do appreciate when there's some actual like real historical context and 
any show. Yeah. I think as far as the action too, I felt like the action was realistic. I mean, yes, she has this almost superhuman, unearthly, like, I don't know, adrenaline to get through situations and propel her forward. But it's like, it's supernatural only in the way like John Wick is supernatural, right? They're fighting and it's realistic fighting, but at sometimes you're just like, how are you dodging bullets with a suit? You know, is it vibranium? What's happening there? Okay, we'll just, we'll suspend some disbelief right there. But she's taking these people out with her skill. And so the fight animation is amazing, but it's also hyper-realistic, right? Because that's people doing things that people could actually do. You know, there's not technique breathing. There's not, you know, Super Saiyan power. There's not Bankai. It's just literally her with this sword that's got no magical powers except for the bad you know what who's wielding it so that's another I, I don't know I can I can gush about this show literally all day as a nerd about why I liked it so much um if I may ask how did you all um how did you feel especially again I think when you talk about a little bit of unpredictability how did you feel about uh, the nudity and um, the very overly um, overly adult tone situations and, um, and 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 even the sexualization of certain scenes? How, we... I mean, as a whole, it doesn't bother me. I mean, that's a very kind of common anime type trait. I guess, as you will. Do I love over-sexualization of women in media as a whole? Not particularly, but I'm used to it by now. So, you know. <laughs> oh, that almost Whatever. makes it sound bad. I mean, it doesn't, uh, to be fair, I'm like this. It. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, well, I mean. <laughs> should we be doing it, period? No. Is it the kind of thing you just see all the time and you just sort of just go, okay, well, whatever. Like, you know. <laughs> I guess. I think for me, it was a little, I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting the gore factor of like severed limbs and stuff like that. I was not expecting. Which was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. I was not expecting the nudity. I guess the extent of all of those types of scenes only because like we watch anime and anime generally doesn't go that far because they can't with the censorships and stuff. They go as far as they can go, <laughs> but not quite that far. Um, so that was a little like I had to remember I wasn't watching like Crunchyroll. I was watching Netflix. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I like I was writing notes. I think it was the scene when um, there's, you know, Ringo standing in the middle of like that village. And then all of a sudden every, the bell chimes or whatever, or the drums. And then everybody, you know strips down and runs to the water mm-hmm. and I was looking down when it happened and when I looked up I mean you know what I saw and I was just like whoa what's going on was not expecting <laughs> I was like was not expecting that um but as far as the like sexualization of women I mean like, like Jana said I was like we're kind of used to it and it did go with the time period and a lot of things went down in the brothel so like plot points so you kind of I guess 
That's yeah. probably where business was conducted back then. I was literally <laughs> about to say that. <laughs> there, wasn't, sure was. there wasn't DMs back then. There was the brothel. <laughs> there was yeah, the DMs. I mean, <laughs> listen, I think in some places it's still conducted in a brothel if we're being perfectly honest. <laughs> Zero lies there. <laughs> I mean, there are states it's legal still, so... Or at least one, anyway. You you would know this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> I'm over here like, what? Shocked. And you're like, no, it happens all the time. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. All right. Well, I think that's about it. Unless anybody has anything else to add. I'll just say that... Um... I don't know how deep you all dive on Twitter with things with like the negative like uh, reactions to things, but you know, with Netflix raising their prices and everybody on there, I'm canceling Netflix, Netflix, and they don't have enough content. Um, it's, it's hard to argue, man. When 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 you drop something like this, um, and 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 their animation department has absolutely been ramping up. Uh, it, it's really hard to argue that like. Although I'm not pro increased prices, but like the justification for continuously having new content that you may not have been looking for, and then it arrives on your lap, um, this is this, and and that you know hopefully you know myself and and you all and and the promotion of this lands more people on it. But this is definitely I think this is going to be one of those hidden gems. Whether you were aware, whether you're anticipating it, or whether you heard through the grapevine. Uh, one way or another, it's going to be a must-watch. And I think, again, as I mentioned, this is definitely a check in the the good column for Netflix with this one. So um, hopefully I they agree. get the response they're looking for and we get many more seasons. Yeah, and I agree. Like, right, you can't produce things like this and that high quality of graphics, creative, brand-new stories without raising prices a little bit. It just, you know, and, you know, and then you honestly tie it back to just what's happening in the industry with strikes and stuff too. Like, no, do the, you know, CEOs need the bonuses they're getting? Absolutely not. Do the writers and actors need to be getting paid more than 10 cents in residuals a month? Yeah. So that's going to cost a little bit of money across the board. And you know what, if I'm paying an extra two bucks a month for a streaming service, but I'm getting content and people are getting paid fairly, like you can't tell me that you're whatever, cable service isn't going to go up two bucks a month too. So suck it up. I'm dead at you. Suck it up. I think I if mean, they would just what it is like, it's, I think I if they know. hadn't got rid of password sharing, people would well, be yeah, as I mean, mad about it. You know what I mean? Sure. But technically like you were kind of doing what you weren't supposed to anyway. Like I'm not saying okay. like I'm mad about it, but I'm just saying like technically you were not supposed to be doing that anyway. They're just now making it more challenging for you to, Maybe get more bang for your buck. I know, but you know, I don't like to follow rules. Those are not. No, I don't either. Listen, I'm over here in Turks and Caicos and I can't even stream stuff. So there's that. Rules are gross. And it's my own, it's still my own dang account. (laughs) (laughs) That's dumb. It's real dumb. So dumb. But I think the the moral of everything is we want another season. So absolutely. Maybe please watch the show. Yes. I mean, at least I feel like there's enough story for at least two more based on a little surprise that got dropped. I'm just saying there are two more seasons. 
Just saying. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, there's only eight episodes, so yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, moral of the story, we need a second season. So everybody, please watch Blue Eyes Samurai. It's on Netflix. All eight episodes will hit Netflix November third. Yeah. And tell all your nerdy, geeky friends about it. Just don't watch have, it with like your five year olds. Do not watch it with your ch- please don't watch it with your children. <laughs> I wouldn't watch it on a public transportation system either. Because no, you're gonna hit some scenes and it's gonna be mm-hmm. awkward. It's gonna be real can- awkward. When the Karen sitting next to you looks over, like you're going to be, you don't want to be, be hot. It's going to be worse when somebody sends you an inappropriate, unsolicited anatomy picture. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm just saying it's going to be worse than that. So thanks for listening to this episode of the Geek Girls Universe podcast. As always, if you have something to share, tag us on Twitter at Whiskey and Sunshine and that Ashley Aaron. And Najira, thank you so much for joining us again. Until next time, geeks. Bye. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for more geeky goodness.